Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy September, you lot, please. In this lovely episode, I'm hoovering with comedian and now blooming author, no less, Laura Lex. Thanks, those, for listening to Hoovering and for spreading the word about the podcast existing. You're really amazing for that. One simple way to do that is to subscribe to it, if you don't already, from wherever you get your podcasts, and also to leave it a lovely review. It helps it stay more visible uh, and then more people find it. If you've got spare money, um, I'm well up for you helping the podcast out. You can either do like a one-off fiver here or there maybe um, on Acast, uh, where the podcast is made from. Um, Go to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering or there's a link in the podcast notes. Alternatively, if you wanted to um, regularly support the podcast perhaps with like a couple of dollars a month or a couple of pounds a month isn't it or it depends where you're listening doesn't it you can become a patron go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all the sorts of things that i swap in exchange for hard-earned money stuff like guest recipes and exclusive content right laura and me were chatting over zoom what with her living in sunny brighton and me in london and we hoovered in the late evening so what better way to get stuck in than with 
exceptionally posh wine each and cheese and um, well not actually not all the cheese was posh as you'll hear hello laura lex hi jessica Fustiki. thanks for hoovering <laughs> with me thank you for having me um this was uh i mean we were we were, should have always have done this one-to-one hoovering but we had a sad thing happen didn't we where you were a guest at a live one at the wells festival and then apart from the first 15 minutes the file was corrupted not my fault for once normally technological (laughs) fails are my fault and this wasn't um and it was gutting because fuck it was such a goodie wasn't it it was so fun it was briony as well wasn't it yeah briony may yeah who's since just recently done another live one like i did a virtual live one and she did that uh, anyway i get you all to myself now so this is better so that was the first time i met her and now i'm quite good friends with her because we got on like a house on fire and then you know when you're a grown-up trying to go like excuse me can we be friends outside yeah. of like work stuff but you don't quite know how to ask because it's awkward <laughs> well, you've got to go back to like how four-year-olds do it and actually approach yeah. them and go um do we count as friends now yeah yeah oh, we had so a thing difficult. didn't we where we were like we realized we were three west country women with an awful lot in common yeah and we should probably be best <laughs> friends for life and yeah, the she's... food that day was amazing wasn't it oh yeah because she brought it yeah yeah oh, it was so good and somebody had made us like vegan cinnamon swirls that were fucking mm. great as well but oh. she'd made like some sort of boozy tiny baked item that was there were macarons i remember there being macarons and they were amazing oh yeah that was good raspberry macarons i think oh yeah raspberry macarons you remember oh yeah yeah i don't forget a food good good (laughs) i I don't forget well on that note then what we we're having cheese and biscuits and wine or whatever you've got but i saw you've got a wine there what was that I have got a wine. Actually, do you know what? This came at a really good time because my brother-in-law just came to stay Mm. and he owns a wine shop. Um, What? Right? Down in your neck of the woods in Dorset. um, What's it called? Selected Grapes in Bridport. So (gasps) he brought us like half a case of wines as a sort of housewarming, but like moving in. Just... So I'm drinking a Mar... Is it Malbec or Marbeck? I don't know how to... Is it like... Arvin I say Malbec. Malbec. I don't know how to say it. I've only ever read it. Mal- Malbec. So I'm drinking a, a Malbec um, and it's lovely. It's oh, really nice. Actually. Really nice. Got? I'm going to pour it because I really like the sound of pouring on the podcast. But I've got <laughs> the fanciest wine I've had in ages because it's a oh. gift. I've got lots of gifted things. I've got a Chateau Neuf du Pape. <gasps> 2017 like fucking textbook posh on a tuesday on a fucking tuesday (laughs) at at, at children's bedtime perfect isn't it really this is lockdown living (laughs) i've changed well it was a gift i would never buy wine this swanky for myself certainly not for a school night um especially not opening it in a house where i'm the only adult in it at the moment yeah that is saying something but i just thought well now or never my um girlfriend doesn't drink red wine so I thought, well, I can do, I can definitely quite easily do this over a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a I don't noise. drink red wine very often. I do, do prefer white, but oh. a good red is really nice. Yes. But I, I only tend to drink red if somebody's gone, this one is nice. Oh, shit. Yeah. I can drink bad white wine, but bad red wine I'd rather have just tea. Oh, really? I, um, I can't drink bad white wine. And I am generally a red wine person, like I'm my mother's daughter. But um, as the years have gone on, I've got A, more into white wine, B, more of a snob generally, and don't want to drink any shit wine. Mm. But when I say shit wine, I mean I'm spending seven rather than five pounds on a bottle yes. these days. I think that's yeah. 
hello mid 30s yeah and having just turned 37 I am a bold cunt for still rolling <laughs> with mid 30s <laughs> but, well, at new year I got introduced to a white wine and I actually remember to take a picture of the label and it mm. was the Ned I think like a New Zealand thing and I was like right I like that wine now I've got an answer when people go what do you like I like well I actually like the Pinot Grigio Blanche from the Ned it's the New Zealand and I had it but and now I just I know co-op sell it (laughs) and it's about nine pounds and that's great and I'll have that great Will's brought us all these wines and he was like I'll send you the menu just order it or tell me which of these you like and then I'll send you the ones that like that's so cool. So does he like, will it plug them? I know you mentioned the name of it and I'll put it in the podcast notes, but will they would he like would his little wine shop deliver then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They courier it. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> so they're selected grapes in Bridport. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, Will and Alex, give them a call oh, if you want to order some fancy wines. And you can just tell them the sort of thing you like and then they'll put you together like a selection pack. Nice. It's really fun. Oh, like I'm totally little, um, doing that. You know, there's like Kellogg's variety pack cereals like that, but wine. Yes. Well, I feel like that every, like the three times in my life I've ever bought a case of wine or a box of six wines. You do feel like a kid did when you were allowed yeah. to pick from the selection box. Um, this is the nicest wine I've drunk in. Is it amazing? In very sort of long recent memory. It's like, um, oh God, I'm, I'm a, not clever at talking about wines. It just tastes really smooth and round. Nice. All right. Do you know what I mean? There's no, like, sharp bit. See, we had this discussion because I liked the white wine we had yesterday. And Will said, that's my brother-in-law, he Mm. said, yes, it's very dry. And I was like, is that what dry means? Because I think it's very soft and sweet tasting. And he was like, well, dry means there's no extra sugar in it. So it's not that it tastes bitter or sour or not sweet. It's just the sweetness all comes from the fruit. And I was like, well, dry is the wrong word then. Why? Yeah. But apparently extra dry means less dry than dry. The fuck is going on, one right? world? That's You're just fucking broken. with us. Yeah, come on. It, did you know what that reminds me of? That confusing thing that I still don't really understand where people say, no, it's a public school. That means a private yeah. school. You're like, yeah. what? Yeah. Did you go to a post school or not? Yeah. Yeah. Public and private mean the same thing. And then yeah. is it, what is it state Comprehensive school? or state school. Right. Because I, I hate that. When people, oh, what school did you go to? And you go, Bishop Fox's community school. <laughs> yeah, I get it quite like, often. Lovely, about? lovely, <laughs> well-meaning posh people. Yeah. <laughs> Brandreth did it to me recently on a hoovering, <laughs> although I think I cut it out and was like, and where did you school? And I was like, at the Purbeck school yeah. <laughs> in Purbeck, Wareham. <laughs> I did um, Tom Horton's podcast, Cast Dismissed, and he was like, I'm going to guess what your detention room was like. And I had to stop him and be like, babe, we didn't have a spare room for detention. You it was just a fucking corridor, or you stayed yeah. in a sweaty classroom you'd been forced to stay back in. You didn't have oh, a wing God. for naughty kids, babe. They, oh. It was all of us. Madly, the, th- uh, the one thing that just seemed to be universal from all the po- hoovering guests I've had for, that went to po- posh schools was that the food was shit. You think if your parents are paying thousands of pounds a month for you to go to this school, you'd at least get some fucking caviar on your cornflakes. No, apparently it was all beige. Ah. Um, have you got anything to eat with your wine? I have. Now, it's not classy. Um, I've got a nice wine. camembert, which actually might be quite nice. And then 
because I knew it was you and I didn't have to show off, I've mm. also got my favourite cheese, which is this Austrian smoked sausage that comes in the little Oh, orange. I love those. Yeah. I and I was like... Those. I can easily bang a sausage in one helping, actually. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got a little one there that's like probably like a, an actual sausage size. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But I just thought... And I've got some cheddar as well. Um, I did have a little selection pack of cheese, which I was like, perfect. I'll finish those because we've been like working our way through them over the weekend. And then bless him, Tom was doing dinner while I went out to get some milk. And I came back and he was like, I've done a good thing. I used up all those little cheese bits for the grated cheese on the pasta bake. And for once he's used up a leftover. So I couldn't be then like, oh no, I was planning. Never mind. So I've left that so i've got my cheddar and my camembert and my little orange sausage i love that you've got an orange sausage <laughs> smoked cheese that's the best in fact quick talking of dorset because of lovely gridport um i haven't got it but for now but um there's a really fit dorset smoked cheddar but it's orange <clears throat> it's Ooh. really good i've got uh, a port salut which i don't think is posh at all but because i had it in mm. because it's my missus's favorite um and it's really nice. Uh, I've got some leftover quince to put with cheese, which is came in a uh, like a thank you hamper for a job. Um, I've got some uh, another sweet garlic and nigella seeds chutney, which is from Felicity's Farm Shop, which is my favourite place to stop on my way from my family's in a bit of Dorset that's further east than Bridport, towards Bridport, which is kind mm. of on the way to Devon. It's on that long road between those Can two like places. you like the area? Mm. Bit south than that, right. Swanage. Yeah. Um, oh, Swanage? Yeah. yeah. Swanage, I used to go to the beach there and grandma and grandpa was really worried about us swimming in the sea because they were like oh there's a sewage works very near here big sewage works yeah but it's got all its <laughs> swanky flags now so it's all right well it was all right until post-lockdown british holiday making happened i've never seen it like it i went down a few really? weeks ago and no one has ever seen it like it like cars are triple parked and getting towed away because nobody's allowed to go on their normal holidays so every fucker has gone to english beaches and i've got uh a Stilton that's got a scary roof actually and is a bit smelly. That looks like um, a candle, babe. Are you sure it, that's a Stilton? It says Stilton. It's <laughs> Fortnum and Mason. Oh! That was a, a birthday gift slash from a brilliant comedian, Desiree Birch, who um, was quite open about having had it for a, a very long time as a gift to her. It was a re-gift. She hates Stilton. Right. Um, and I've also got some just Sainsbury's cheddar. Because yeah. I didn't want to be a Johnny Two Cheese if we're going to do nice some cheese eating. Um, yeah, I mean, you just can't go wrong with lovely cheddar. I thought about buying crackers and then I realised I didn't want to eat crackers. I just wanted cheese with Yeah, I them. just want cheese, but I had these in, so I've got some sourdough crisp breads from Peter's Yard. I've got a bit obsessed with um, Dr. Cargs. Have you ever had them? No, I don't think so. I discovered them in lockdown. They're just in the supermarkets, but they're like they're like um, a levelled up modern Rivita. They're like Rivita, but nice. <laughs> and they've got like seeds all bedded in them and bits oh, of like crusty right. emmental on them and stuff. But I genuinely am not using those to put my cheese on tonight because this is a podcast and they are, I'm going to say it, too crunchy too crunchy they're too crunchy do you know what i feel guilty eating them beside a person let alone down <laughs> a fucking microphone they're so crunchy they're a lonely snack 
That's not a bad thing. Some things are meant to be devoured alone. Um, I'm going to try and remember, this is why I'm saying it out loud, to photograph these these items mm. on eating. Um, on a scale of one to ten, Laura, how much do you care about eating? A lot. A lot more than I'd like to. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you wish I, you were one of those eat... people who were like, it's just fuel. Yeah. I could live in space and eat dust out of a yeah. pouch. I love eating. I absolutely mm. love eating. But I'm also a horrible misogynist about my body. <laughs> so I'm quite a hateful, <laughs> like I love eating and I think about eating all the time. Yeah. Um, but then I'm very sad when I don't look like a supermodel. And yeah. I have this like, <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like I'm not judging about exactly what other people look like. I, I, no. I'm fully up for everybody else embracing, but I don't understand why I don't look like fashion people right and i never have and never can and never will yeah, and yeah, yeah. i'm slowly coming to terms with the fact that i love food more than self-esteem yeah. but oh we annoying. must be able to have it all i am um, i've had this conversation so many times but i am um, i genuinely thought when i because i sort of have a, a very murky history with eating but i am um, i'm just about to eat some stills off my hand <laughs> um and i've sorted that out like or i am well on the way to having that sorted i have dips and blips and whatever but um mm. I just had it in my head that when I sorted out my relationship with eating i.e just stopped giving a fuck and stopped doing very detrimental attempts at shitty diets and mm. and worse that I would thereby as a byproduct have a fixed relationship with my own perception of myself and my appearance and it's sadly not the case and requires yet another batch of many years of therapy (laughs) very much focused on that one specific thing you've been writing a fucking book during lockdown that's like out now yeah i feel what the hell I know. You're a comedian. It's, it's been so weird. You've written, you've write, uh, that's how good I am at writing. Written you've written a whole book. <laughs> you've written it with your mind and hands. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a short book. It's a, a lot, gift book type it's thing. It's still right? much longer than a joke, Laura. I'm yeah. very impressed. It's been, it was so weird. It was all at the beginning of lockdown and like 13th of March, that last weekend before it all ballsed up, I was yeah. in Glasgow doing the glee at that right. Ibis, the nice right. one. Right. And I'd got that overnight train up and I was just really anxious and like struggling. And I started doing these tweets about pretending I was married to Jurgen Klopp. Oh, yes. And then they just went sort of crazy viral Mm. over that weekend. And I like, I picked up something like 30,000 Twitter followers from this one thread of tweets. And then like came back and had that week where everything closed and we were like oh shit and like me and Tom were halfway through buying a house and we were like oh "Oh, what have we done and then like at the time when the thing was going viral like Marion Keys and Emma Kennedy were like please make this into a book like Mm. please do this as a book and I was like ha 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 but you know what Twitter's like I just thought oh I'm the fun thing today and then tomorrow it will be something else but then loads of literary agents were like 
would you be interested in writing a book? And I was like, mm, yes, I've just lost every other form of income. I'll yes. write anything you tell me to write. So we found a literary agent I really liked. And then she was like, here are the four publishers all bidding for your book. So Whoa. then I ended up in like meetings with all these publishers. And then two roads, they were like, this is the idea we see for the book. And also, would you write a second novel after this one of anything you like? but we'll give you an advance for both books. <gasps> write the clock book. And then what else do you want to write? What do you want to write? Will you just like you? What do you want to write? Wow. And so now I get to write, like I've done, the, the clock book's really fun. It's like a little diary. So there's all these different entries of like domestic sexiness and like, oh, I can't believe you changed your toilet roll holder without being asked. Like, kiss, 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 I love you. Um, and then, yeah, I get to write a novel now. So I'm sort of like, wow. So exciting. What an exciting saved, thing. Saved my year. It meant we could mm. carry on buying the house. It gave me something to do during lockdown. So I didn't feel that like abandoned yeah. feeling. It, yeah, it's been amazing. That's stunning, mate. What an exciting thing. So I think normally I would ask, if you're someone who's just written their first book, how sitting down to write something as long as a novel, even a shorter one, or a book, a whole book, let's say, um, would affect your eating. But actually, I suppose it coincides then, in this case, with the question of lockdown. Yeah. Um, because that affected everyone anyway, in terms of uh, routine and eating and and stuff so I suppose it, it, it becomes a double a bit of a double question um but I mean are you I, let's talk about like sitting down for uh, presumably quite long patches of time to write something you're very focused on or was that not how it worked did you approach right. it like you like you'd approached writing stand-up yeah I did a bit Brilliant. because because I, ha I had seven weeks to write it and I they gave me a word count so I sort of just, like, I aimed to write something like three to 4,000 words a week. Right, right. And then I was really not precious with myself. Like, if a whole day went by and I just didn't feel like it, fine. Mm. But as long as I hit that target by the end of the week, so at some point I would pull my socks up during the week and get on with it. Um, I think because I wasn't sure what to expect with lockdown and I definitely did that pattern that everyone did of going into like social media overdrive for three yeah. weeks and then like burning out a little bit. So mm -hmm. I wasn't too forceful with myself and the same with eating because I suddenly was very aware like, oh, I'm going to put on loads of weight. But also I was like, well, if you do, you do. You've got yeah. to get through this and yeah. your brain's rubbish and yeah. it's better with chocolate. So yeah. like, yeah, I've eaten and drunk but equally, like, I haven't put on as much weight as I thought I would because I've eaten so much better. Because I'm mm. not on the road and I'm cooking at home and trying out recipes and making things fresh. Yeah. It, I've eaten the best quality food I've eaten in a yeah. long time. Me yeah. too, 100%. Like, I've planned what I've eaten unlike I've ever had the time to in my adult life, no. ever. And uh, I've just had loads of it. And I think I've got sort of a very similar philosophy in the sense that it's like, well, that was the most turbulent time for my mental health ever, 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 mm. ever. Who fucking cares if there's yeah. some timber on at the end of it? And also our lives are, are presumably mine. Certainly it's like you're running around, like you're constantly running around and then you're not. So yeah. of course your body's going to change. It's a, yeah. it's, but now is the time where you're like, uh, well, I am like, ah, uh, you know, I, I have all the right intellectual approach to this, but emotionally my, it's not, doing what I want also I'm so impatient yeah that, that it's like uh, okay you need to remember that you know it 
as gradually as, as, as abruptly as life changed, it's only going to change back very gradually and you need to accept that. But if you roll with it, your body will go back to, your body will be what it is according to the life that you're having. You can't rush this shit. That's a um, great sentence. Is it? Your body will be what, according to the life you're having. Well, it will. I wasn't, I wasn't calorie counting. I wasn't on a diet before all this, but I was in trousers that don't fit now. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go um, to a thing on Saturday, like a socially distant garden party. Yeah. And I'd picked up, I knew what dress I was going to wear and I'd done, I'd just got some new makeup and I really love makeup. So I'd done all my makeup to match Yeah, you've got loads of swanky makeup pics on the oh, internet now, yeah, Laura. I love like, makeup. Who is this woman? She's become a makeup woman. It's the one like visual art thing I can do. I can't, I I'm really... not like a drawer or anything, but makeup, I'm quite good at just shading things. Nice. <laughs> but I'd done all this like pink makeup to match this flamingo dress I was mm. going to wear and then I went downstairs and Tom could not get the zip done. It's like, what else have I got? my wardrobe that's vaguely pink i've got to wear something else oh i mean i had a couple of i don't think i've said them on the podcast yet but a couple of fucking revelatory moments like when i by the way i just to quickly comment on this stilton it's off the fucking charts fortnum makes you know when people go like oh m&s food just tastes better yeah those people need to then try fortnum and mason food (laughs) yeah yeah because there's a reason why it's a queen's fucking supermarket it, I had the best tea I've ever had from Fortnum. I once had a tea bag advent calendar. <gasps> and so every day was a different type of like fruit tea type thing. And I'm not mad about fruit tea, but these ones actually tasted like hot squash, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, they tasted oh, like something, not just a smell. Yeah, it, and yes. they were just amazing. Oh my God, what an amazing idea for an alternative um, mm. roll on Christmas. Anyone who's yeah. listening to this in October, November time. You know, what to get your friend. Um, yeah, no, that Stilton tastes like, um, oh, it's just so creamy. Fuck, I feel like a bit like Henry VIII having this wine and that cheese. It's, I'm having a great time. Is no, Stilton my, better if it's creamier or like more forcefully flavoured? I think it depends on, I don't know enough about Stilton. In terms of, do you like blue cheese? No. No, so I do. And I did from freakishly young. Um, What caused that? (laughs) Heavy smoking parents. Um, I don't know. Um, But I think that Stilton, I think it is meant to be creamy, but also really like punchy. Like like it's going to, I don't know, it sort of cuddles you and then sort of gently headbutts you while it's cuddling you. I don't know. I've tried to make it sound sexy, (laughs) and I've made it sound very aggressive. You've Um, made it sound like a toddler having a party. Yeah, okay, I have. Um, Whereas, um, like... um, French and Italian blue cheese that's a lot softer can have like a sharpness and a bit more like a ooh, like it's a bit right. more out of nowhere whereas I that is just lovely and it just it's not over it's not overly intense like I'm aware of it at the back of my like in my throat I mean yeah. I, I did well, I just, I've got a podcast about eating and I make eating sound disgusting it's it's nice in the back of my throat yeah but it's actually like useful descriptors because sometimes you know when you do like you don't get it and you and then they use these words that you think like well that doesn't correspond to a sensation i can get my head around no i watched this documentary um uh or is it on, it's on amazon i think might be netflix called le somme and it's about uh, this bunch of people going to do the sommelier test to be mm-hmm. like a wine expert expert and um it's fascinating actually but 
the way that they're describing it, you know, they'll be like, they, they sort of do this checklist to try and, um, they don't get told anything about the wine. They have to guess exactly what wine it is, what year, where exactly where it's from and stuff. But they'll do this thing where they'll be like, it starts off with the same sort of list, but then they start like being creative with it. And they'll be like, it's like someone's popped open a fresh can of tennis balls. It's like this uh, wet, it's like a wet carpet. It's like, and not all of it sounds good. And you're like, fuck, it's going on. <laughs> it tastes like, a, I get like, I've got maybe 10 words to describe mm. what something tastes like. You've, you've, what you've done there is got over familiar with your, what is, it tastes of red or white wine at the end of the day, doesn't yeah. it? Ultimately don't go overboard. No, my, um, my body revelations were at one point during lockdown, I um, hadn't realized I put on weight because I've just not been paying any attention, just taking advantage of the loveliness of not being looked at by anyone, including me, uh, which when you're in our job, I think for me personally is like a delightful break um, because it's a constant conversation that's not always easy. Um, uh, and then a friend, it, not a nice story, but I had to drive a friend to her Nana's funeral. And um, I was essentially a taxi service, so I didn't have to dress up. I thought I'd better put some like, black clothes on just in case I even just step out of the car just to wave at her family that I know. And then um, went to put the black trousers on that had fit like at the very end of February and was like, and I could heath them on, but I was, I'm not sitting in a car for six hours, like three hours there and three hours back with like my, it would be like a kind of like one inch of corset, like the actual bit that didn't <laughs> on the top of that. This is fucking horrific. Um, but at the time I was like, oh, well, well, I don't care. Um, and then, um, but then got a job not long ago where I had to record lots of things in one day and had mm. to bring seven outfits. And that was like, okay, well, you just have to go shopping then. Like, you yeah. have to buy new stuff. I didn't have enough things that I'd feel snazzy in. And it just takes this little click of the psyche, doesn't it? To be like, well, that's what it is. That's what's happening right now. It's not, it might be permanent. Yeah. Don't have to think about that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I suppose it's just getting used to a change is the most fundamentally broad and accessible way of putting it. I think it's getting used to a change and I think it's understanding that you're still you. Mm, yeah. You know, like I did an outdoor gig on Saturday and then they tagged me in the photos that the photographer had taken mm. and it really like isn't the angle I'd normally have my photos taken yeah. from and it was so hot I hadn't really put any makeup on and I yeah. like so I don't see myself looking like that very often and I so didn't associate and then obviously like being a bit fluffy around the face sort of an obviously you're always pulling some sort of awful expression in a stand-up photo I hate pictures like, of me doing stand-up it's like dude don't make me start like thinking that. about what I look like when I'm doing stand-up I'm not trying to get laid up there for fuck's no, sake no stand-up's meant to be the one 20 minutes yeah. where you don't look like anything you're just making yeah. them imagine other yeah. stuff and then yes. goes, here's a photo of you and you're like oh brilliant I look, yeah. oh. and it really made me go for a second like I felt that like familiar like panic wave of you've got to do something about this right now you're not mm. and then you I kind of went like no, <laughs> mm. no, we're not having that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had the same thing. And I go through waves. I've gone through waves of um, the odd week or two of being like, I can't look at these fucking photos. They've made me, that's made me sad for two days. Mm. Um, I did an interview in a paper and a, a lovely man, and the loveliest photographer ever came around to take pictures. And I knew I didn't particularly want pictures, but I didn't really have a choice. And I wanted to do the interview. And he just would occasionally show me them and I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, like, <laughs> fuck. Um, but, you know, that coincided with a bit of PMT and I was like, well, this is doomed. I just won't ever read the article. By the time the article came out, I looked at it and was like, what disgusting photos, but who cares? 
Yeah. Um, they're not, I, 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 hopefully I look funny in them. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, for yeah. fuck's sake, if you're going to, if you're not going to, also, it's kind of not our job to look fit as fuck, is it? No. <laughs> it's so complicated. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I think another thing we have in common is that we've both taken an enormous amount of joy from food. Not that it's, it's, it's not always complicated, is it? No, and I love cooking too. I've yeah. actually like read through my recipe books during lockdown. I got about about two months into it, and I was so sick of making the same things over and over again. And because we've been cutting meat out, oh, I was like, oh, I'm now just really boring with what I'm cooking. So I right. went through a load of cookbooks and actually like, I'm going to make a list of these ingredients and buy them, and we are going to try them. And it's been so great. Wicked. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Like, what's been out... the best thing you made? What you were like? Oh, I made this. Right, this courgette salad. Hello. So you doesn't sound. So I'm not. I don't sound. No, I don't feel excited I... yet. <laughs> Sounds disgusting because it's vegetables. Gross. But <laughs> bit of oil, chili flakes, um, garlic, lemon rind, lemon juice, parsley, mm. and basil, and mm. then you just like get your peeler and do like ribbons of right. courgette into that, and then you just sit and let it marinate for like at least an hour. But the longer you can marinate it, like overnight, is delicious. Oh. And then you just eat it. You don't cook it. It's just, and it's so like fresh and like whack a load of salt in there and it, it's just crunchy and lemony and spicy. And we've had it like, so we've had a couple of barbecues and like homemade beef and chorizo burgers with like this like crunchy pickly courgette salad in it. Oh, Delicious. Thanks to you, Fanny Whittingstall. Nice one, Hugh. He wrote a book called Three Good Things. A yeah, cookbook. I got that one. Yeah, I cook from that. I used to cook from that more than any other book, actually. Mm. And then it's Have you got, got his light and easy one? No. That one's great. There's so many great salads in that one. Ooh. There's a chickpea one where you make like an avocado mayonnaise. So you put like avocado, garlic and cider vinegar, I think, and oil in a blender and like whip it up and it goes like a mayonnaise and then with chickpeas and sesame seeds i think it is on cos lettuce it's really yummy oh that sounds lush 
My Is best, I had a, I had, a, I get a, like a veg box called Odd mm. Box and, um, fruit and veg. And, um, I just got too many courgettes. I got courgetted out at one point. So I'm really happy to have learned about your salad. The best thing I did with a courgette on a barbecue was marinate it in miso, mm. cut it in half, cut the bastards in half and marinate them in miso, soy and rice wine vinegar and honey. Oh, oh that's yeah. nice. But then if you marinate anything in that fucking yeah. cocktail from heaven, <laughs> you're going to have a really great time. Um, talk to me about eating growing up. Oh, I was really shitty. I was Whoa. really fussy. Really Whoa. fussy. Yeah. Really fussy. Um, and my, I'm one of four siblings, so there are like six of us. So like, we, I don't know whether I genuinely, I was very funny about texture. I really don't, didn't like squishy soft food. So like the idea of mushrooms in something was my mm-hmm. nightmare. And then because there were six of us, we'd have a lot of mincemeat and yeah. mushrooms in it to bulk it out, you know, like got to yeah. feed four kids on a budget. Um, so I just hated most meals like lasagna, spaghetti bolognese, chili. And then my parents were quite strict about food. So you sat at the table until you'd finished your dinner or you went to bed. So I would just sit there for hours with like a cold plate of food. Oh, God. I was was just rubbish. I'd smuggle it to the toilet and like Mm. flush it away. And I hated vegetables. But to be fair, I still do hate most green vegetables. Do you? Yeah, I just, I really, you just talked about courgette salad like like you were writing erotica (laughs) out of your mouth. I'll tell you what I hate. I think it's brassicas I hate. Right. Like cabbage, cauliflower, broccoli. I just think broccoli is disgusting. Really? I I really think people are lying when they. Have you had it roasted with loads of salt on it? Yeah, I like salt. (laughs) I don't (laughs) like broccoli. (laughs) I love salt. Sure. If you put salt on anything, I'll enjoy the salt on it. Okay, great. I wish it was crisps. Yeah. I can. I don't mind kale. If you slow roast kale mm. with salt. Oh, God. I like so salt on kale as well. It's so good. But yeah, I was just a bit fussy and bland, and then I was really unadventurous. So for ages, like, I don't think I had avocados until I was, like, 20. Mm. And somebody said, like, if anybody offered to, to, for me to try something I hadn't had... I would say no and I wouldn't really try stuff in restaurants but I think that might have been like having so little money that if I was going to a restaurant I wanted to be absolutely sure I was going to like it like none of this like I'll try it out if I don't like it don't worry it was like no if I don't like it then I've wasted a meal out god I've never thought about that actually I said Ashley Ashley I never thought about that actually I don't think your name's Ashley um that because I th- what a privilege it is, perhaps, to be someone who likes almost all things. Actually, mm. all, the older I've got, it's pretty much all things. Um, that that it's a it's a privilege to go to a restaurant, even when you're strapped, and be confident that you'll like mm. pretty much anything you try, so you can be adventurous. And I know how strong the desire is to um, to have the thing you know you like, even when you know you like everything. Mm. So it must be impossible to resist, actually, when you don't want to take a risk. Yeah. I try stuff now. I've got better. Really? And because I think what I've one of the worst experiences of my life, me and Tom went to this restaurant called 64 Degrees in Brighton. It's really lovely. And Is it a posh one? Like, I've heard of it, I think. It's, 
I think it's really good food, but it's quite small. Right. One of the guys on it is on Great British Menu and did oh, really well. Wicked. He had one of the dishes that got to the banquet, I think. Wow. Um, I, I watched it. A Scottish guy with the silvery hair, like tall guy. Okay. Um, but we, we've been a couple of times, but they do like the small dishes and then like, it's almost like a tasting menu, you know, you like work yeah. through the little, and Tom's got, Tom's amazing with food and the stronger it tastes, the more he likes it. So we tried all these dishes and it was all great. And then he was like, I really want to try this kimchi and dolce latte. And I was like, go for it, babe, have it. So he orders it and I was like, I'm going to try it. Like this sounds... Oh. I put it in my mouth, swallowed it, it got halfway down my throat, and I just retched it back out oh, into my hand. So then I was yeah. sat there in the middle of the season, like, and holding it, and Tom was like, you need to go. So I had to walk through the restaurant, like, holding it in my hand to go to the toilet and oh, get rid of it. No. So it just came straight back out again. My gag reflex for smells and, and strong flavours like that is... Whereas Tom was like, I know this is mad as fuck, this flavour, but I love it. It's so strong yeah, and pickly yeah, yeah. and cheesy and... Oh, oh love. It tasted like oh, a bin. Oh, fuck. Um, I had to do that recently, but it was at home and it was because something was off. <laughs> but like, it was like, I'll just see if it's off. <laughs> and it was like, it's involuntary, isn't it? Actually, when your yeah. body does that, your body goes, no, get out. <laughs> But generally, I'm with Tom in the sense that, I mean, I made my own kimchi. Oh, did you? Yeah. And it smells of death. Yeah. It smells of death. It smells of farty death. It smells not as, it's like half as bad as a durian fruit. But um, it tastes incredible. But I think it might be maybe a mouth pervert. I think you're the normal one. Yeah. Um, I'm scared of it. Yeah. It's fair enough. Um, Is there anything. Oh, I don't know if we've maybe covered this. I like asking people at the moment if there's anything that you hate that everybody else loves. But maybe, Mm. well, actually, does everyone else love vegetables? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I hate, hate. No, I'd say I'm pretty middle of the road. Mm. What do I hate? And I've, I've broadened massively. Right. I'm really boring, I think. Like, the thing I really have to avoid that's boring and I know makes me a bit dull is spice. I don't like... It's not that I can't... I just don't like it. I don't like Mm. that... I feel the same about spicy food as I do about, like, thrillers. (laughs) I just don't understand why you want to be unhappy. Really? Why? People go like, oh, the suspense. Yeah, yeah, you're nervous. Why do you want to be nervous? And with spice, I think I feel the same. Like, it's hurting your mouth. Oh, wow. I can't taste around that. It just tastes angry. And I'd just rather have a meal that wasn't picking on me. (laughs) (laughs) Beautifully put. I mean, what you're saying makes complete sense. But also just makes me feel weirder and weirder. I think what we've, we've, we started off very much yeah. feeling like we're very similar. And now we couldn't be more different. Like I had a, I really like spicy food, but I also acknowledge that I like dancing around a pleasure pain boundary. Right. Okay. Like, but, but equally. And so I, 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 I mean, I said this before, but like in my, as soon as I first tasted spicy food, which probably wasn't until my late teens, I then had probably five to ten years of being sort of quite toxic masculinity, 
to- toxically masculine and like wanting everything to be so spicy that it ruined my palate. So it okay. ruined that meal. You know, I wasn't tasting anything but the spice, but I didn't care. I wasn't having a terrible time. This is what I wanted to do. And then as I've grown up, I now really love spicy things. And I like being walloped by massive flavours, but equally like challenged by things that I'm eating. Okay. And I love the idea that there's still things out there I've not tasted or combinations I haven't tasted. And I want to try them even. I think, but I also know the chances are I'm going to like them. But I also now don't want like a vindaloo where it's just going to taste of pain, just pain. Yeah, okay. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I equate that, if you're going to talk about thrillers, with like the other day I was like you don't watch enough comedy, you're a comedian, you're writing comedy, you're writing long form things at the moment, you must start watching more comedy. Your list of sitcoms and narrative comedies to watch is so fucking long. You've just had a pandemic lockdown and you still have hardly watched any comedy. You need to watch some comedy. And even whilst the conversation was going on in my head, I was pressing play on Chernobyl. (laughs) Five second rule, yes or no. Oh, sorry. I thought there were five seconds to answer each question. No, no. Sorry. I mean, if something's been on the floor, I'm oh, still eating it. Yeah, like a 10 minute rule. Yeah. Great. Great. Lovely. Uh, no other option. Would you eat a person? Yes. Great. Um, uh, hangover. What are you having? Oh, br- uh, English breakfast, if possible. Greasy yeah. spoon or high end? Yeah, no, greasy spoon. Thank the you. shitter the sausages, the lower the meat content, the better. I don't want herbs in it. <laughs> I want it to be really flammable, that kind of a breakfast, you know? <laughs> you want the shell soup. Yeah. Of fry-ups, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ultimately. Yeah, yeah. A roadside van, you know? If builders are eating there, that's the breakfast I want. That. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's sitting down for long. It's the sort of thing that needs to be breathed in and absolutely yeah. not savoured. Yes. Yeah. I hear you and I'm with you. <laughs> Um, tell me the exact correct way to eat a Kit Kat. Uh, break it into four. Ooh. Eat one of them like a sort of carroty, you know, like, like Roger yeah, Rabbit. Yeah. Going through. Pick the Is chocolate the off one of them. Okay. Eat one of them, just probably bite it in half and then save the fourth one for however you preferred the way you did the first three. Oh my God. What am, have you made that up on the hoof or Is that actually how you eat them? I think that's what I do. I like oh, sort of whoa. playing about. Yeah. Might not be that, um, you know, I might not do it in that order, but I, I would sort of, if there's four of a thing, I want to experiment with different ways to eat it. It's just revelatory to me. I'm so impressed. You've covered every base with that answer. <laughs> I've just done it like that. Bang, 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 bang. No one could go, excuse me, you didn't have the way I do it in there. You've gone all the ways in one way. Mmm, delicious. Five bored teenagers decide to go into a sewer and have a radioactive accident and become baddie, super baddies, not heroes. Uh, And they start kicking buildings over, stunning people, uh, lasering them and all of that. And it's just all around shit. Um, But they promise to see the light and become amazing heroes, but with interesting backstories. Um, But only if you, and really it does have to be you, Laura, slow dance with an amorous bear for 78 hours. It sounds impossible, but you do it. 
you're a hero. Your award is that you get in history for all time as the uh, woman who saved us from these baddies and in fact gave us some new heroes. Um, but your award in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Now imagine because of everything you've been through with the bear that you are exhausted, but you can have a shower, you can have a nap if you want. I want you to feel, feel you're hungry. I want you to be hungry and happy the perfect combination for a feast. This is the opposite of a last meal. This is a best meal. Also, nothing has to be possible. I don't care if anything is it, fuck if it's healthy, ethical, any of that shit. This is a fantasy feast. Mm -hmm. What would you eat? What would you drink? And if there's a who, with, and where, who, with, and where, please. Okay, so I'd want massive variety. Yeah, I, I I've got want... that from the Kit Kat answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want... I want, it's going to be very heavily Mediterranean influenced, I think. Right. So first of all, I want to be on chaise longs. I want to be lying down and eating. I don't want to be sat up I, and I don't want backache. And I want to be wearing no waistbands. <laughs> oh, and are you going to be fed or are you going to even bother feeding yourself? No, I think I want to get in and about it. Okay. Then maybe I could be like, oh, I liked that. Run over there and get me some more of that. Because I'm picturing like a sort of long carpet covered in trays. Lovely. I definitely want stuffed vine leaves. I want those dolmados Mm. and the tomato sauce. It's going to be very seafood heavy. I love Mm. seafood and fish. Probably a paella or however you're supposed to say that. Definitely want that there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'd want, oh, I just, yeah, I'd want variety of stuff. I'd want lots of like Greek grilled meats. Oh. I'd want like marinated anchovies. I'd want freshly baked bread with just butter on it. Just so it's all like melted yes. into it. Yes. Crisps. I know mm. that that's chavis, That's come out of nowhere, but I'm very pleased. <laughs> I just very love pleased. crisps. Crisps and yeah. dip. Cheese yeah. and chive dip, taramasalata, satsiki, like fresh satsiki. You say you're not into big flavours, but taramasalata is a fucking bold choice oh, with, to just whack fish, in there. I'm well you're all into over fish. it. Okay, yeah. fine. Then Oysters? Want, um, no. Step too far. I stepped too far. No. What I did there was stepping too far. Yeah. They don't really taste fishy to me. They're right. just, well, I said it, I did say sea like Yeah. Um, there's a restaurant called Red Snapper in Brighton, and I would want their chilean garlic or lime thai herbs red snapper because mm. it's delicious oh what else would I, and sushi i'd want platters of sushi yes. and gyoza i love those with loads of that vinegary dipping sauce that they've got to drink i would like prosecco with elderflower cordial in it and wow wow <laughs> one of those teas from the fortnum and mason advent calendar or bill yes yeah, and actually, I've got a really nice fruit tea at the moment that my brother's girlfriend's mum brings over from Austria. Hmm. That's like, it's apparently they're like cheap in the corner shop one, but it's delicious and it's brilliant. Okay. And then I'd mainly want savoury. And then for pudding, I just want like a really big refrigerated bar of dairy milk. Nice. Wow. Can't believe no one's ever said that before. What an incredible yeah. pudding. Not fruit and nut or whole nut. Dairy milk. I wouldn't mind if it was the dime one. Oh, I love the dime that. one. Oh, God, I can just inhale that. Oh, wow, I'd forgotten it's about delicious. the dime one. Oh, my God. Oh, That's I feel that. like you've... Oh, God, what a lovely thing when someone reminds you of something you didn't know was in the world and then you now remember is in the world. Get one tomorrow and just text me when you've had some and you've remembered how I'm gonna good it is. going to make a little note. Because it's so dime. delicious. Cadbury's. 
Get also, on. my friend makes a delicious Swedish cake that's like um, apple cake, like a really soft apple cake. And then on the top, it's like a caramelized almond top. And that goes all sticky and chewy, but on top of this really moist apple cake. And it is a delicious. So she'd oh, make a couple it. of those and I'd eat them all. Oh, and some wow. banana bread with chocolate. Swedes are like the unsung heroes of the baking world, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, that combines, in recent tutorings, I've also made Swedish buns for the first time, the cardamom and vanilla ones, which mm. took an entire day, which I wasn't expecting, and half were burnt, but half were amazing. And I, for the, an episode I recorded just the other day, I made a Dorset apple cake. So I feel like, all you, I've, actually, if you smoosh yeah. them into a fist and put them on a plate, they, they might even be on your dream feast. Yes, please. Um, amazing. And, um, and you told us about the drinks, and who is going to be with you? And where will you be, if there is an answer to that bit? I'd like it to be outdoors. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. Outdoors, but there's bug shields. So maybe we're under, you know, those like domes that you get to put over plates, a massive one of those. Nice. And fairy lights everywhere. And then anybody that wants to come can come, but I don't have to tell them when I'm tired of having small talk with them. They'll just go away. Right. And so I'd like lots of people to be around, but I only have to talk to my really close friends and people I feel like talking to that day. Oh, God. Well, I mean, it is that a fantasy meal. So that's lovely. I, I can't believe no one said that before. You're like, I'll invite every fucker but they don't all come. Yeah, and they don't all talk to me, so people can just yes. be near me, and I don't yeah. have to swan around doing the hug to everyone. They I can just occasionally go, hey, distance. Laura, hey, yeah. well done on getting rid of the baddies. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it, actually, I'm just sat talking to, like, my sisters and Tom and my family and a few friends. Oh. But it's busy. That would be great. Heaven. What absolute heaven. Oh, and then the last fantasy thing I want is at the end of the night, when I want to go to bed, it's I just jump in a circle like in Sims and get into bed. Jump in a circle like in Sims and then get yeah. into bed. I thought you said Jürgen Klopp was going to be there to kiss, peck you on the forehead. Oh, Good no. Night. I feel no. guilty about dragging him into too many of my fantasies. <laughs> the poor man's got a life to lead. He hasn't got I mean, time. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> he's, he's given you enough, hasn't he? Yeah. He's given you enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much for doing this, darling. Thank you. I'm in my tongue. What a lovely guest. Follow Laura on the socials. She's at Laura Lex, that's L-E-X-X. And you should buy her book with a brilliant title, Clop Actually, now. Link uh, to where you can buy that. I'm sure it's available from all the usual book places. There's a link to buying it from Waterstones in the podcast notes as per. Uh, in the podcast notes, anything in capitals is a link. I've also referenced lots of the things that we spoke about during that uh, that Hoover in there. Feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews and recommendations or with your actual money on either ACAST supporter or Patreon. Links again in the notes. Make sure you're following at the Hoover in Pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter to find out maybe when we've got virtual live shows coming up and also just other shared eating fun and when episodes have come out, etc. Follow me if you like at Jessica Vosterkey. Starting to gig again a little bit now. It's exciting. Um, handful of new material gigs and and not new material gigs where I'll also be doing new material throughout September. Be lovely to see you at one of those if you're London Woods. Uh, anything longer than a tweet to send me, you can do it through my website, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.